you'll never be able to expand your business in a huge degree if that's really what your goal is unless you bring someone else on you just can't do it there are not enough hours in the day unlock possibilities by changing your mindset you will expand what's possible for you for the ones around you for the world you're moving into a land of both blind spots and learning of things and ideas you just crossed over into the mindset zone Join your guide, Anna Malikia, founder of Solo Biz Academy, the director of education for Book Yourself Solid and a PhD in psychology. The show you are about to listen is backed by popular demand from the Mindset Zone Archive Vault. To get all new episodes, make sure you subscribe via your favorite podcast app and visit mindset.com. Zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find the episode archive, show notes, and other amazing resources, including how to four times your success so you can work smarter, not harder, and learn how to leverage your talents to make a bigger impact while enjoying the process, all at Mindset.Zone. Hi, and I'm Likian here, and in this episode, I have the pleasure to interview Monique Welsh, and Monique is a productivity expert and the founder of Making Productivity Easy, She's really an amazing and accomplished woman, and she loves to coach women entrepreneurs who want their business to support their ideal lifestyles. And she also writes regularly to the Huffington Post. So let's go to the interview now. How are you from Paris? I am doing fine in Paris. How are you, Anna? I'm doing good from Phoenix, Arizona. It's amazing how we can be in different, so different places and be here like sitting, having a coffee together. <laughs> I know. Isn't it wonderful? It is. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation because I read your articles in the Huffington Post. The ones you, you write a lot in the Huffington Post, but I'm referring especially to the ones that you wrote regarding you did several interviews with the experts and then you did like kind of think and go rich type expose in three very nice articles that you speak a lot about the productivity mindset shifts that happens for the solopreneur to be able to survive that startup phase and grow to their business to six or seven figures. And mm-hmm. it's there that I would like to focus our conversation. And okay. my first question is, because you are a productivity expert between other expertise that you have, uh, tell me a little bit how you define productivity. Okay, well, my definition of productivity has actually evolved over the years that I've been working in this field. And my current definition is actually the following. It's knowing what matters and getting it done. 
Okay. Okay. Knowing one more, knowing what matters and getting it done. So like two phases. Yes, two phases. And the knowing what matters part is the most recent addition to my definition of productivity. And I say recent, but it's been a couple of years. Um, but when I first started working in this arena, I was really focused on the getting it done part. You know, being productive means that you get things done and you get yeah. things done well and you get things done quickly. And that's all very valid. There is nothing false or wrong about that. But the thing, the piece that was missing is that if you're doing things that don't really matter, then I believe that you're not being productive. Yeah. And so in the, it, when we talk about getting things done, we sort of make an assumption that we know what matters. But I found over the course of years that a lot of people really actually don't know what matters. And they just concentrate on making this list and scratching things off or doing things that keep them busy, but that really don't have any impact on their bottom line. They don't have any impact on what they actually want to accomplish. And so the knowing what matters part is really the most important part. And this is really so relevant for me because this was, was one of my turning points in my life and in my business to realize that because mm -hmm. I'm a person that I, I'm a, I call myself a workaholic because I really love what I do and I, I love being uh, learning new stuff and uh, all that. So it's very easy for me to focus and to go over things. But mm -hmm. it's very easy also to fall in that busyness. It's just be busy for being busy. Yeah. Uh, and I always, during a lot of time of my life, I thought, okay, I was being productive because I was doing things. I was not mm -hmm. like looking to the walls. I was doing loads of stuff. But we have to be able to, when we distance, are we walking in the right direction? Are we really walking or being just in the treadmill? Yeah. And, and that is where that part that you are saying, knowing uh, what matters, what is really important, is really like uh, an essential element that uh, I didn't have it very clear until recently. And it's interesting yeah. that you start first also in the productivity by getting things done. Mm -hmm. And then you add this new element, of, uh, knowing what matters. And how, tell me how this did change for you and for your clients. Well, it really changed for me because I I'm a, I have a, a sort of a unique story. I am running three businesses simultaneously. And in addition to that, I'm the president of a small French nonprofit organization um, that, uh, that focuses on preserving and promoting the legacy of a painter, an American mm. painter who died in Paris uh, in 1979. And so there are all of these things and they're all fairly distinct, you mm -hmm. know, going all the time in different directions, depending on which business um, I'm, I'm working in. The things that I'm doing have nothing to do with anything else that in any, in any of the other businesses. And so Yet and still, I only have the 24 hours yes. in a day, 
right? <laughs> so you have to organize your time and very I, well. I really, really do. And so I have to prioritize things and make sure that I'm doing what matters on even a greater scale than most people do. And several years ago, I was of the mind that I needed to make all of these businesses, all of these activities go forward at the same mm. pace and with the same amount of effort and with the same amount of success. I expected all of them to be successful. I expected me that I should be able to do everything and all of them all the time, you know, no um, no distinctions among them. They were all supposed to advance at the same rate at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it took a health scare to really wake up yeah. for me to really wake up and say, this is insanity. Actually, <laughs> it's pure insanity. There is no way. I mean, even with one business, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's really hard to make sure that you're doing the most important things um, every day. And when I, you have four. Yeah. And how did you manage because you you decide not because some people in that situation would say, okay, I have to let go one of my business or I have to just focus in one. But it mm -hmm. seems that your decision was no, I'm going to keep with these businesses. I'm just mm -hmm. going to deal with them in a different way. Can you exactly. tell us about it? Exactly. So, so the thing is that one of my businesses is really the economic driver for the the household. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, the other businesses are passion. Mm -hmm. I have passion for them. I they they all really fall into areas of genius for mm -hmm. me, if you will. Um, so there's not a lot of effort involved in acting in any of these businesses. However, um, I have to make decisions about what's going to be the most important thing for me to do on any given day based upon time. Mm -hmm. When I say time, I mean deadline. So for example, if I have accepted a client in one of the business activities that is not the the big economic driver, still, I have to honor that time yeah. commitment. And so the the big business, whatever I needed to do um, at that present time for that big business, will have to be put aside until I can deliver what I need to do because there's a time constraint. Mm -hmm. But you cannot leave the big business too much aside because then you start to see the income go down. Exactly, exactly. And so it's a question of looking at everything in all of these areas and saying, what is the most important thing for me to do today? Mm -hmm. And how do I decide what is the most important thing to do today? And this reminds me, I'm focusing one business, but I'm going to be amplifying a little bit my focus because I work mainly with self-employed professionals. It's the focus of my business at this moment. And I want to, with my podcast that is about mindset and in the future, I want to position myself more uh, around the mindset arena. 
And uh, I think this is the situation of many solo entrepreneurs. Maybe we don't have different businesses, but we have different projects yes. in our businesses yeah. and some important projects. And there is lots of that uh, that we have to learn about what, how to balance our time for these different businesses or these different projects and I love because I read I was listening to some of your interviews and reading some of your material and you have a great definition of balance can you tell us about it Yes, absolutely. And I love this. I'm glad that you brought this up. So most people think about balance when they when they hear the word balance, they think they have a vision of this balance scale, you know, the one with the little yeah. um, the 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 like, rod in the middle and then the, the rod that, that goes over the top and then the little two pans on the side. Yeah, the classical balance that we see the justice with it uh, is like the ones that in the old times they had in the pharmacy. That's very exactly. You put the weights, you put everything, and there has to be everything very quiet, very stable. Yes, yes, exactly. This is the definition that I want people to throw away. <laughs> because while it is a valid definition of balance, it's only valid for certain aspects of our existence. It is not a, a valid, for me, it's not a valid definition of balance for our lives, okay? And so the, the definition that I like to put forth for balance is the power or means to decide. And this is a definition that is actually in the dictionary, mm. so it's not some fantasy that I've, you know, created. <laughs> it really, it is a true definition of balance and it is the one that I find to be the most empowering <clears throat> excuse me empowering and really the most useful for us on a day-to-day -day basis so so, so, if you, so repeat again repeat the definition again balance is the power or means to decide balance is the power of means to decide okay follow right beautiful And so when you embrace the fact, and it is a fact, that you can decide at any given moment of your day what you're going to do, all right, then you are the embodiment of balance mm. because you can decide at this moment, I am going to do X and I'm going to do X because I'm going to do X because it feels good to me. I'm going to do X because... If I don't do X, then Y is going to happen, you know, and, and you can take any and any number of criteria into consideration when you make this decision. So, and that is the best decision at that moment. Yeah. So it's a little bit like we could be like standing very, very still in one position that will be like the classical balance definition. So like mm -hmm. the mime in a park that they are like they are frozen. Yes. Or we or we can decide for every step that we take where we are going to go or if we are yes. going in the direction that we we set our minds in going. Absolutely, absolutely. And the the the, the reference that you make to to setting yourself. I I like to to evoke the the vision of walking versus standing still. Mm. So when we're standing still, you know, we're straight up normally. We're balanced, mm -hmm. yes, but we're not going anywhere, yeah. all right? So that that vision of 
standing still, both feet firmly planted on the ground, is the equivalent of that balanced scale. But when we think about walking, we are putting one foot in front of the other. We're still balanced. We're upright. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not falling over. But but we have one, we have all of our weight on one foot at, yeah. at a, a given moment. moment. And, then, and then we put the weight on another foot on the next moment. Mm-hmm. We're still balanced. Mm-hmm. And we know but we're moving. And we know that we have to keep that uh, back and forward. Otherwise, we'll be hopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the analogy to the extreme. But it's nice. It's like it's that dynamic process. And for me, yeah. I love metaphors. And I love this particular image because yeah, there is the, the, I think nobody wants to be still in that sense of stillness without going anywhere. And the interesting thing for me is that, and that is what comes the image of the mime for me is that if we really try to be very very still is a hard work (laughs) we are spending energy it really is so it's it's better to use that energy to go where we want to go and speaking about that and going back to the, the articles that you wrote in the Huffington Post because it's this movement that so many people are trying when they start their own businesses mainly as service professionals um, and I want your perspective in terms of productivity mindset shifts that people have to go through because when somebody, okay, they are in a job or they are fired from the job or they leave the corporation with a good package, whatever is the circumstances, and they finally are in that situation, now I'm going to do what I always wanted to do and I'm going to be my own boss. Yeah. Uh, so they... They become solopreneurs and they start their own businesses. Mm-hmm. And there is uh, that first couple of years from the startup to the high five figures, I think is one of the hardest time in a business because so many people don't manage to walk that from the startup to the five high five figures. Mm-hmm. What, the, what are the things that if you are working with a startup in that stage, you advise them to think differently in terms of their productivity. Okay. Well, there there are a few things. Um, I think the crux of the matter is the most really really the most important thing is to have clarity. Mm-hmm. To have clarity about where you're going in your business, what your business is all about, what you want to accomplish in your business, and where you want your business to take you. Not only in the sense of what you want to provide to your clients, but also what you want your business to do for you. And this is the biggest thing that I think people forget about. They're so focused on their clients. They're so focused on what they're going to deliver that they forget that the reason that they're in business, one of the reasons anyway, is to earn money to provide a livelihood for them, for their themselves, for their family, you know, and to, to enjoy, enjoy being alive and to enjoy, enjoy the whole process. If you're slaving and slaving and slaving, <laughs> even if you're, even if your clients are benefiting from it, but you yourself are suffering, you're not going to get joy out of your business. Yeah. Your business is going to become a, 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 an anchor around your neck. It's going to yeah. become a burden for you. And that is so typical to happen that people leave the corporation because they want to be their own bosses and then they become their whole 
worst bosses ever. Yes, yes. They become their worst nightmare. And again, I think we go back here to the core of productivity, your definition of productivity, because I think what is lost here is knowing what's matter, what is really important, where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, when you work with somebody and you help them to, okay, to have not just, okay, because we understand they are starting up, they have to create revenue. The, the main worry is where I'm going to get clients, clients, right. clients, enroll right. new right. clients. That is the priority because if the business doesn't have cash flow, they cannot sustain it open. We understand exactly. that. But how in that business of getting the clients, can you help them to start to see the big picture too? Well, I think for one thing, if you're so, so worried about getting clients, you're going to start to make decisions that maybe are not the best with regard to the clients that you're Mm -hmm. serving. So you're going to start to compromise with regard to who you're reaching out to, which could mean that you're diluting your message. It could mean that you're diluting your... Um, you're, you're expending energy in areas where it would be better not expended, which means that you're depleting yourself and you're not getting the return that you would really want. So it's almost like we have a marathon to run and we spend all, all our energy in the first mile. Right, exactly. So I know it's very difficult. I have been there. Believe me, I know it's very difficult when you're starting out to say, I'm not going to take that client because that client really Mm. does not fit my criteria, you know, or I have this client. It was a mistake to take this client on. So I'm going to get rid of this client, even if they're paying me. Yeah. Okay. Because the energy drain on you really takes such a toll. It takes such a toll. This is. This is totally uh, in sync with the uh, I'm a book yourself solid the coach uh, mm-hmm. and is the model that I help um, people to implement in their business. And one of the principles is that there are people we are meant to serve and, and others not so much. Yeah. And one of yeah. the, that, the decisions that we have to take first is that clarity about who are the people that we are meant to serve, who are our ideal clients, the people with whom we do our best work, mm-hmm. and then make the decision. I want my business to serve these people and I'm going to find ones in a target market that can afford my service, of course, but recognizing that we cannot help everybody and there will be our people out there that can be wonderful people, but are not the right fit for us and our businesses. Exactly. And, and exactly. that, that uh, realization, we call it in the Book Yourself Solid System, the red velvet rope policy. You have to okay. have a red velvet rope policy to decide who are you letting into your business. Uh-huh. That is so, like you're describing, that is so liberating and really is a turning point. It takes, takes some uh, mindset shift <laughs> for the person to see, okay, to believe and to really give, the, give that step. But then when they do it, it's what you are describing, relief or letting some clients go that were draining their energy. And then we, trusting the process and start to see thing, uh, things changing is really 
transformational. And I think it's only when people embrace that, embrace who they are, their personal brand, uh, and that they are meant to serve a certain group of people, that their business really start to grow and and start to go from the second phase that is from the I five figures to the six figures and beyond if they decide to do that. So now I would like to focus in that next level. Because okay. that first level is a lot about the, the, the goal of getting new clients and we have to uh, help people to see that wider perspective. But it's still a lot one person business by yeah. many restraints, one person business and that person using <laughs> wearing many hats doing everything. But mm-hmm. again, they can, okay, they, they can make it and um, having a successful practice but if they want to grow and I think this is a decision because some people they they want to have their own one person practice and that is their sweet spot yeah but other people the ones that want to grow beyond that they cannot do it alone in my opinion do you agree that I absolutely agree with that I absolutely agree and the decision is totally, totally individual. So there's a lot of pressure out there, you know, to to grow your business this way and to make such and such amount of money and this and that. Really, you have to listen to your heart. You have to listen to your intuition. And you have to make the decision on how you want your business to evolve based on your innermost desires, your innermost values. If you decide that you want to grow a business to six figures and beyond, and six figures is a sort of an arbitrary magic number, yes. quote unquote, but I think it's been it's been chosen, it's been bantied about because relatively few people actually ever reach that threshold, mm-hmm. and so it's sort of like you know this sort of a shining. Um, the shining goal out in in the distance there, it's sort of there for you to aspire to. And if you really want that, then I think one of the things that you must decide that you're going to do is to bring on people. That does not necessarily mean that you have to have a uh, a physical employee that comes to your place and every day and that kind of thing. But you need to create a team. Yeah. That, and the team does not have to be enormous either. It can be one or two or three additional people that are helping you in various critical aspects of your business. And, but and, and that that's what is, needs to happen. And is that the learning and that is the mindset shift in terms of productivity, learning to delegate? Yes. And yes, that sometimes yes. can be very difficult because what was make us good in that first step of startup to the I five figures was doing everything mm-hmm. and be able mm-hmm. to coordinate and uh, deciding what was important and then right. uh, getting things done. And we were able to do that. And then suddenly then we arise to a plateau and the only way to go above that plateau is to change totally the way that we do things because we have to realize that getting things done cannot be us doing everything ourselves. Right, 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 right. And um, it's, it's very hard, I know, for a lot of people because we... 
you know, first of all, we feel like we've accomplished something because we've gotten so far and we've got everything just right, quote unquote, and everything is running fairly smoothly. And now we're going to mix it all up. (laughs) You know, we're going to bring in these wild cards, which are these new people who, you know, don't know us. They don't know our clients. They don't know our business. And can they really do it as well as I can? And, and, and all of these types of things run through our heads. But, um, it's it's really something that we need to sit down and, and just deal with because the fact of the matter is you will never, ever be able to do um, – you'll never be able to expand your business in a huge degree if that's really what your goal is unless you bring someone else on. You just can't do it. There are not enough hours in the day. Yeah, and this again, we go back to your definition of productivity, knowing what's what is really important, what matters for us, and what is our goals, what we want to provide to others, and what is the business that we want to des- create for ourselves. Right, uh, and then how to get things done in the more effective way. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And the lifestyle part of it is really, really so important. We we tend to, going back to that vision of the, the balance scale, you know, when we say work-life balance, I'm sure that the picture that comes to 99% of the people's minds is work is on one side and life is on yes. the other. And in fact, work and life are intricately intertwined. In fact, work is not separate than life. Work is part of life. Okay. And so we need to, when we sit down and we think, okay, I'm going to bring on a team. Um, and the team, team, team sounds scary. I think team, people think of it's got to be eight or nine people. You know, team could be one or two yeah. people, really. One or two people to help you in crucial areas of your business where you, even if you can do something, if you can do it, um, if, if another person rather can do it uh, uh, less expensively or if another person can do it more efficiently, okay, mm-hmm. those are two very good reasons to let that task go. Yeah. And you, and you do manage it. It's not like you let them go off and just do whatever, you know, you do manage it, but it's not on your daily or weekly list of things to do. It frees up your time to do something that is more valuable. And that more valuable thing could be something else in your business, or it could be something else in your personal life. Yeah. And this reminds me, I was trying to find here a quote that I love um, is, uh, I think, uh, an African uh, saying that alone, you can go faster. But with a group, you can go farther. Yes. Yes, that's not mine, but that is that. Yeah, I do know that quote. Yes. And I will put this in the show notes, the exact quote I will find and then put it there, because I think it's one of the things that we have to really um, when we work with a team, when we decide to make that transition to uh, make our goal bigger, we have to learn to say, OK, I cannot do everything because when is ourselves OK, we burn another hour in the we to our sleep and we do it and it's quick. <laughs> we decide we do it is then but yeah. there is a, a, there is a limit 
that we can do. And then if we start to work with the team, yes, we'll take longer sometimes to coordination and to do. But if we, again, if we know what is the important things, what are our goals, we have clarity there, what's mattering is the, is in our guiding light, mm-hmm. we definitely, we can go much further and help many more people. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm aware of the time and I'm... Um, I just want to tell people how do they can know more about you and where they can go to find more information about your work. Okay, well, the, the best place to find out information about me and what I do is my website, which is called makingproductivityeasy.com. Again, that's makingproductivityeasy.com. And if you go to that URL on the homepage there, um, there is actually a little, there's a, an opt-in box there for a questionnaire, which is quite simple. It's, I don't want people to be afraid of the, the name of the questionnaire. It's called the Self-Made Woman Millionaire Lifestyle Quiz. But really what it's about is, does your business support your ideal lifestyle? And this applies whether you're a millionaire or a self-made millionaire or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to be a self-made woman millionaire, then I would advise you to take this quiz now <laughs> so, that, so that you can make the pathway to your millionaire status easier. Really, all it does, it's very, very simple, and it does not take very long to fill out at all. All it does is to to ask you to think about seven different aspects of your life, to rank them as um, according to what you ideally would like for them to be, and then to look at them and look at where they fit in your life currently. Mm-hmm. So then you can see what the gap is between the two. And then just ask yourself the following question. What are you going to do to get those two lists into better alignment? And all you need to do is to start with one thing. One thing, baby steps. Yeah, because like you said, in the beginning, we cannot try to do all at once. Right. But we can decide what I'm going to focus now Mm -hmm. and move that one and then start to keep that balance between the different things. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you, and really great to have you here. I really appreciate you asking me to be on. It was a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this conversation, and as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this. And remember, you can access to the show notes of this episode at mindset.zone forward slash 40. Or to keep it simple, just go to mindset.zone forward slash info. There you can listen to every episode of this podcast, access the show notes, learn how to subscribe this podcast via iTunes, join the Mindset Zone community in Facebook and of course, email me. And even to get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial of audible.com. If you are not familiar with audible.com, check this service out. It's an amazing way of listening to audiobooks on demand. So mindset.zone for slash info, it's the place to go. 
grateful that you cross over into the mindset zone. Expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world. Thank you for listening. And remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, is .zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources. As always, I'm so grateful that you have crossed over into the Mindset Zone. Spend what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world. <laughs>